It's time to raise the roof for our sixth regular season episode. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex Murphy. With me, as always, is Evan Lynch and Evan Gibson. You guys know him more lovably as Gibby. Bree is not here today, which is fine. Uh, we are your Raise the Roof podcast crew. Today on the podcast, we will be recapping the series that the Rays just finished against the Kansas City Royals, of which the ending of that series is not anything of what we wanted to happen, but here we are. And we will be previewing the series that the Rays have coming up, their first series of the year against the Toronto Blue Jays with a special guest who we will introduce in just a bit. But if you guys want to stay in the know for future episodes of RTR, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Also, be sure to follow RTR on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch at Raise the Roof TV, and stay up to date on the Rays at our website, RaiseTheRoofTV.com. So, first off, how is everyone doing? How did we feel about that Royal series? Because obviously that last game kind of poop. Yeah. Um, good right until the end there. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, we thought we, we thought in that ninth inning that, that um, Joe, Joey Wendell would have secured us that win. Cause you know, Joey Wendell has been just ice in his veins recently. Just, just got to put that out there. Joey Wendell's has been absolutely MVP baseball, dude, like crazy. He's going to be an all-star at the break for sure. Um, other other th- stuff from the series um good offense we're still allowing a lot of runs in that second game for in the 14 to 7 game but i mean austin meadows with the with the hits um rosie R- R- rosarena had, had three hits in that game um every, everyone it, they really woke up that game i mean the rose bullpen not not that not that much um to to talk about but you know that game was just uh uh, an ass kicking. I'm kind of going backwards here in time, so it'll be it'll be good. No, that's um, fine. That's fine. You're good. And then and then uh, you know, first game, um, four four one. Yeah, just just a good. Just, I I I just had to I just had to go back in time and remember because I watched so much baseball all day. It's crazy. Um, hey hey, it's all good. It's all good. Evan, how did you feel about the series? I mean, oh, but, oh. But wait wait wait. Good good oh, start oh, from wait. Fleming in game one. Yes, I was hundred percent, hundred percent. Great. I great mean, hell of a road trip. I mean, five and one on the road trip. Um, yeah, I would have liked to go six and zero. We probably should have gone six and zero. We were up six to three in like this what seventh inning last night, so that kind of hurts. Um, it's just we can't, as race fans, I don't think we can be as comfortable with a lead than last last year because our bullpen is just injured. It's not as good. It's not as like proven. But I mean, that that's a way to get back on track. We were kind of lost in that Ranger series, so that's a hell of a road trip to get back on track. Um, like. Gibby said Fleming played really well in the first game. Our offense didn't do too well. We just took advantage of the Royals' mistakes, which, I mean, can't complain about that. That's not our fault that they make mistakes. But, um, yeah, the second game, I mean, we doubled them up. We we gave up seven runs, but that doesn't matter if you double, double them up at all. So true, I'll take true. that. And then yesterday it was – it just seemed like a game we didn't want to win. It was uh, – I don't know what it was about it. Like, like, we looked really good the whole game and then – I mean, Diego has just not looked himself this year. He's, I think, three of five for save opportunities, maybe three, maybe four of six. I don't know, something like that. But I don't know. So um, we need some, we need more arms, I think. Um, maybe, maybe go out for a trade. Um, I don't know. But that, it was a frustrating loss, but it was a good road trip overall. Yeah, I'm I'm getting increasingly concerned about the bullpen because I think the Rays have given up one of either the most or they're like top three in terms of giving up runs uh, as a pitching staff, if not as a bullpen. 
And I mean, obviously they gave up what uh, 16 runs in that series. I mean, even though they went two and one in the series, or actually, right, no, 17 runs because nine, seven, and then one. Yeah, so 17. They they scored 23, so they're obviously outscoring the Royals was a good thing, but I mean, still, you're giving up, you know, 17 runs as a pitching staff, which isn't ideal. Hill did not look good on the mound. I'm starting to get concerned that that wasn't that good of a signing. I know, obviously, small sample size to, the, to start this season, but he hasn't looked great. Waka looked pretty good, and then he gave up, served up some meatballs, and then got you know, paid the price for it. Uh, as much as the Rays hitters took advantage of pitching mistakes from the Royals, it was the same thing the other way around for sure. And the Royals are definitely, I mean, so far they look like a contender. They look like they're a team that's for real. They have good pitching. They have good hitting. They have good defense. And, you know, overall they're, they're, they're a solid team. I'm glad the Rays went two and one. I thought that they should have swept the series. Joy Wendell looks like a god. Yes, that's that's the only it's the only way to put it. He looks insane. Lau hit two home runs in the series, which was really good to see. He's been struggling at the plate recently, and that was really good to see. I know Meadows hit a home run as well, and and he's really streaky. So yeah, Brandon Lau getting some hits is good news. That is that is extremely good news. But yeah, I'm I don't know. It was it was a weird series because like even even like last night's loss like. Like Evan, what uh, what you said earlier, where it didn't seem like they wanted to win the game. That's how I felt. Like it was yeah. so weird. Yeah. Um, it, it's just not. It was just not a raise ish series. Like it's not. Yeah. That's not what the Rays do. We don't yeah. score. We don't score twenty three runs in a series. We don't. Lo- we don't give away seventeen runs and not give away, but we don't allow seventeen runs in a series. Like that's just not what we do as a franchise. Yeah, um, it's not. It's not the formula we had last year at all. It's not even close. So yeah. yeah, without the bullpen, um, I mean that's what really carried us all last season. I mean without a, a really, um, without the bullpen really stepping up because obviously they're injured. Peter Fairbanks, um, Nick Anderson, just to name a few, are out. Um, is it time? Do we do we go to calling up more people? I mean Honeywell is is up and Honeywell's been doing extremely good. Um, so he's he's given some relief to our guys, but. There might be there might be some more moves coming in the future. I I believe it yeah. might like like we kind of predicted earlier in the season. They might get they might be they might have enough injuries to where they're forced to bring up a guy like uh I don't I don't even know maybe like, like a McClanahan. Hess, I mean like he, Hess Express. Hess Express. Extend Hess Express. Extend Hess Express. Why not? <laughs> um, yeah, like I'm, a McClanahan type. Yeah, I I'm glad that I mean uh, Fleming has made two straight starts. Just keep him in the rotation. Like, clearly he's looked good this year. Just keep yes. him in the rotation. I, do you guys feel the same way? Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I would want I, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I like him. I mean, if you're looking for, like, a good lefty, I'd rather have him over Hill right now. I'm not going to lie. Like, like, it's not even close. I would rather have Fleming over Hill in a heartbeat. Me too. And so the thing is, like, the thing that kind of makes me a little more comfortable with the bullpen, we – the bullpen looked really, really good in that series against New York. It like it, it has some potential, like, but mm. Springs looked horrible last night. Yep. Um, but I mean, hopefully it was just kind of a fluke. It hasn't looked good all season, except for that series against New York. But I don't know. Maybe if they get low confidence, Diego's got to get back to where he was last year. Though that's something that is a necessity for this team. But 
And we, I mean, how long Fairbanks got to be close to get, getting back into rehab at least. I don't know where he's at right now because I haven't heard anything from cash, anything from any of the, you know, I think he's like been out for at least Adam or, or Mark haven't said anything in terms of that or yeah. Neil or, you know, um, Carney haven't said anything about him coming back. So I don't know what his current status is, but I mean, overall, it was a good series, you, you know, for the most part, it was a, an, uh, an untraditional, non-traditional race series, mm-hmm. but the race still came out with the series win, which is the most important thing. And they're now 10 and nine going into this series coming up against the Blue Jays. I do want to say one thing uh, they almost had to deal with snow on Tuesday because it, it snowed the night before in Kansas city. And there was a bunch of snow on the field. Luckily they got rid of all the snow. It wasn't snowing during the game on Tuesday, but the Rays have dealt with snow in Kansas city before. I think it was like eight years ago. They played a game. They got through about four innings and then it was just so bad that they went into a delay and the delay lasted two plus hours. And then they were like, nah, we're not going to play anymore. So they just postponed the game you know, got rid of any of the progress in it and then just restart a completely new game. And then the Royals won 11 one. So nice. If you snooze, you lose. Yeah. You snooze, well, yeah. Fun facts. What What do you guys think of, um, this is completely unrelated, but you know, no, since you're talking about cold weather, what do you guys think about bond the club? Um, Adamus does, do you, do you like the bond the club? The thing he, the, like the little sack thing he wears on his head sometimes. Like, do you like it? Do you not like it? I mean, um, it makes sense. Like, like yeah, I'm, it does for, I'm for player comfort, like, you know, not freezing on the field. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Especially from people from Florida. Dude, not- I, I like it. I like the look. It's a rare, it's a rare Adamus for sure. For sure. <laughs> it's a rare form of Adamus. Is he like a Pokemon yeah. now? <laughs> I, I guess so. I don't know, man. I'm just spitballing here. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. I do want to ask one more thing before we get into talking about the Blue Jays series. Uh, one of you two brought it up earlier about, I think it was Evan brought it up earlier about possibly trading for a pitch or some sort of, you know, someone to add to the staff. Is it starting? I know this is very early in the season, but is it starting to get to that point where it looks like the Rays should probably try to trade for some sort of pitcher? I would, I would give it maybe in month. I don't know exactly when the deadline is, but I would give it a month, a month more than if it's really not improved a whole lot or if it's significantly making our team worse than definitely. I mean, we have our, our offense is pretty good. I think our lineup looks really good and we have pieces in the farm system that we could give away for a good, reliable reliever or starter. Maybe, maybe get, uh, maybe like, I don't know, send rich down, make a room for 50. Cause I don't think rich, we can't really trade rich. I don't think he has much trade value. Yeah. But um, yeah, you could send him down, get someone else who's proven reliable get him in there and see what he does i don't think i think rich gets um a bad he had a he ran allowed four runs in two innings the last game so that was obviously a bad start i think he needs a little bit more time i mean you you, there's obviously other other guys there's other other ways to fit um pitchers in um Mm -hmm. the fan base certainly wants um something with pitchers you know i i saw um d rays bay put out uh, like a, a trade thing for Max, for, for Max Scherzer, right? Yeah, which is a very blue sky concept and probably would never happen because I yeah wouldn't wouldn't ever happen. But you know, like the Rays would have to cough up so much to get Scherzer. <laughs> it's yeah. very true. That's I'm thinking guy. about getting like a guy like kind of like Erasmo Ramirez who can go can either start or go behind an opener and pitch six innings. Kind of kind of like a Yarbrough 2.0. They should just have Yarbrough start like. Just have him come in after the opener because it honestly he pitches so much better. I agree. 
Like and if they it, would, if they would just do that, I think they would be so set. I think going and then getting another guy like that that can do that and that can go after the opener or start. I think it would work. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, I think it would work. I do too. I mean, they would just have to figure out who you know who they would want to fit into that role. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they would try to go after for that role, but I mean, who knows what's going to happen with that? But uh, now, since we're done talking about the Royal series, we're going to get into talking about the Blue Jays series right after this on Raise the Roof. And we're back on Raise the Roof. Uh, we now have our special guest to talk about the or previewing the Toronto Blue Jays series. She currently covers the Blue Jays for the Toronto Star and is the perfect person to have on to talk about this first series between the Rays and the Jays this year. Welcome to Raise the Roof, Laura Armstrong. Laura, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to come and talk to us. Uh, how's everything in, in Canada right now? How are you? I am great, thank you. I love this podcast name. I'm very excited about it. It's a very good choice. Um, thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, Canada's okay. I hear that you're, uh, I have some friends down in Florida who say that you guys have got this whole COVID thing sorted and we we are kind of going through it right now. So that's a little difficult, um, but you know, we're just taking it one day at a time. Like I think pretty much everybody else is at this point. <laughs> Yeah, that's de- that's definitely a good thing. It's uh, it's been it's been interesting to say the least in terms of COVID, and obviously, I mean, we just kind of say we we have it sorted. We don't got it sorted too well. <laughs> well, I mean, like you you guys are ahead of us on the the vaccine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't yeah. have the vaccines rolled out, so we're like looking at you. I mean, I have a couple of friends down there who are you know working with Toronto teams, and they've got vaccinated at that point. So that's pretty exciting for all of us from down here. But you guys are like home to all of our teams right now, so yeah. we're jealous. <laughs> this is. Sure. Big supporters of the Raptors. Oh, good. We like to hear it. And, and the Blue Jays. I went to a Blue Jays game or tried to. It got rained out, though. Oh, Baseball okay. in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, this is true. But yeah, I mean, obviously, the Blue Jays have had quite the interesting situation over the past two years or so yeah. with not playing in Toronto, now playing in two different places in the last two years. And I, I first wanted to ask you about how things have gone with the pandemic. Obviously, you're based in Canada, the Blue Jays play in Canada. And once COVID happened, you know, Canada shut the borders, the Blue Jays had to find a new home. And that meant that you weren't actually able to go to games and cover the team because they were in Buffalo. Obviously, now they're in Dunedin. Uh, How has the situation been like for you covering the team virtually over the past year and change? Uh, It's definitely weird. So like I was in Florida um, when Major League Baseball shut down last March. So, you know, then it was kind of a race to get back over the border, get home and just sort of like quarantine and all of that kind of thing. And actually, um, because I work for like sort of a general newspaper, I actually immediately moved back to news coverage. So I was actually away from the Blue Jays for most of last season. Um, just because, you know, the season didn't start until July and a lot of things were going on with COVID. And and that was sort of our first priority in terms of covering the news element of it. So for me, the last year has been really weird. Um, You know, I'm still juggling different sports and different things, um, but it's definitely been, I mean, you just manage as, as well as you can. I mean, we're certainly not the most hard done by people in in the past year and so we've made it work through zoom calls and that kind of stuff but uh it's definitely not the same as covering um a game in person i was talking to um one of the athletes one of the toronto fc players here today and just sort of reminiscing a little bit about what it's like to have a full stadium with fans and be able to like catch the action live and 
it was giving me goosebumps having those conversations because it just feels like so it's been so long since we've had any any semblance of that kind of experience so I think it's been more than 500 days now since a Blue, uh, Blue Jays game was played in Toronto wow that is yeah that is quite a lot. And obviously they've played in two different homes since then. So, you know, the Blue Jays had a good season last season, was a wild card team, lost to the Rays in the wild card round and made some big moves in the offseason. What was your impressions of the moves that the team made coming into the 2021 season? I think the thing with the Blue Jays is that they've been talking for a long time about how they were going to spend money when it was time to spend money. And this was the first sort of offseason where it was like the big question of what were they going to come through? Obviously, they signed Hunjin Ryu last year, and that was a big, big get for the Jays. But the question was, like, were they going to be able to get one of the top free agents on the market? And it was really, really quiet for a long time. For a long time, they'd only signed Robbie Ray. And so the, the question was, will they or won't they? The fan base was really, really, I think, concerned. Um, about whether or not the Jays were going to come through, the front office was going to come through on their promise. And then like when they signed Springer, it was just euphoria. And I think that it wasn't just Springer. Like if they had some other solid moves and things that have really worked out for them so far this season, you're going to see two of them in in this series this weekend with uh, Mats and Ray, both on the mound and both pitching well so far this year. So that's, that's been good. They've had some, some, some um, kind of like almost investment projects or some, some, some sort of projects that they had to, to work on. And there were question marks about whether or not they were going to be able to carry the workload that the Blue Jays needed them to. And so far, obviously, super small sample sizes, but Stephen Matz and Robbie Ray are two of the guys who have really stepped up. So that's been great. Um, but yeah, it was um, a great offseason for the Jays. We haven't seen George Springer in action for the Blue Jays yet. So that kind of makes it feel like you haven't really had like that moment of George Springer is a Blue Jay. You haven't been able to see him in a uniform in a Major League Baseball game just yet. Uh, but you know, hopefully soon. What's the what's the current status on on Springer right now? Because obviously he hasn't played any games so far in 2021. Yeah, so I mean, he's progressing pretty well from his injuries. First, it was an oblique, and then he had a hamstring injury. Ross Atkins said today that. Uh, he's playing in a game tomorrow. I think it's an inner squad game tomorrow in Dunedin. So that's Friday. Um, and then he's going to, um, he's going to play in, you know, um, he potentially could play this weekend. So we'll see exactly what that means. We're not exactly sure just yet, but it's definitely going to be something that, um, they potentially, you know, you potentially could see him in this race series this weekend. It's still, there's still question marks. Mm-hmm. What you said about um, the, how, having the young nucleus and um, bringing on guys to support it, I feel like it was a really good move on their part because they built up a really good young nucleus with um, Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero, just so many people on that team who are just who are just uh, a few seasons into their um, MLB careers, and to to build on that with George Springer in the <laughs> offseason and other and other moves, I think the Blue Jays are a dangerous team in the ALEs. And I think it, it just cements them more as a com- really competitive team. Laura, I wanted to, so, so far uh, in this, in this early season, how would you kind of assess what the Blue Jays have been so far? Yeah. I mean, I think so far it's been like a, an okay season. I think that one of the things they've been hit by a ton of injuries. A lot of their bullpen guys really haven't you know, played the role that I think the Jays probably would have liked for them to play just because they've been hurt. Like Julian Merriweather was a guy who stormed out to a great start and then he got hurt. Kirby Yates is a guy we haven't even really had been able to talk about because he's been, um, he's been hurt. I mean, but they've been good um, so far. So, so far, so good. I think 
Um, what I think is really holding them together at this point is their starting rotation and those three guys and Ryu, Mats, and Ray. And those are the, the pitchers that you're going to see um, this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see the Jays when they have their best guys on the mound and how that's going to work out. Um, you know, one of the big things that they talked about was run prevention. I don't think that they've shored up the defense the way that they wanted to, to this point. I mean, you've still seen guys like Kevin Biggio and Bo Bichette kind of struggle on the left side of that infield. So it'll be interesting to see if the Jays make any defensive changes over the weekend. Um, they're definitely not going to have any knee jerk reactions, but it's definitely possible that, you know, if Kevin and, and Bo don't sort of clean up some of the stuff that they've done in the field, then they, they could be sort of maybe potentially moved around at some point. And the bats have been pulled. And that's been the kind of story of the season so far for the Blue Jays, other than the injuries, is the fact that you expected this team to hit. You didn't necessarily, you weren't really sure what to expect of the rotation, but you expected them to hit. Um, and, you know, that's something that the Rays will remember from the wildcard series last year. Jays' bats really went cold, so it'll be interesting to see if they can muster anything over the weekend. Um, but you are potentially getting the likes of George Springer, and you're potentially getting the likes of Teoscar Hernandez back this weekend and and those are two big bats so if the Blue Jays can get that and get something rolling then I think once you see this offense they really could take off so going back to talking about the young nucleus of this team there was a lot of talk last season in terms of talking about Bichette talking about um, Hernandez talking about Lord Escariel Jr. talking about Vlad you know about what they were going to be obviously Vlad made a lot of wholesale changes to what he physically looked like in the offseason and I'm sure that Bo and, and, and those other guys made a lot of changes, you know, to their game overall. And so far this season, specifically talking about Bo and Vlad, they've looked really, really good. From what you've seen so far in this early season sample size, what's been the difference between them, you know, for Vlad 2019 and 2020 and then for Bo in 2020? I mean, I don't know that there's been a lot of difference with Bo. Bo is a guy who like came into the season very upset about what he did last year, but he was actually very strong last year. So I think that you're kind of looking at a guy who's just sort of picking up on what went well for him last year and, and, and just continuing to do it. I think the difference with Vlad, there's so many, like, I mean, particularly the way that he's just transformed his body with his off season workout. But I think that what you're seeing um, with Vlad for sure is like just a return to what he had return to what made him a top prospect back in the minor leagues. He, his plate discipline is so much better. Um, you know, if you remember in the minor leagues, he walked almost as much as he struck out. He's just seeing things a lot better. I think that he's managed to really slow things down at the plate, which he was very, very good at doing uh, in the minor leagues. And then he really struggled to do um, when he came up to the major leagues. And I think that by doing that, by slowing down at the plate, He's been able to sort of pick the pitches that he wants. And when Vlad's picking the pitch that he wants, I mean, he's going to hit the ball hard and he's hitting the ball everywhere too. And I think that that's a big thing for him. You know, before they were kind of, they, they, he was always hitting the ball hard, but they just weren't going uh, in the right spots. And, and Vlad is now, you know, hitting all over the field. And uh, it's, it's, it's looking like the guy that everybody sort of expected him to be for a long time. You know, everybody in Toronto has been asking, when is Vlad going to break out? When when is Vlad going to be the guy that he was billed as? And, and you know, Charlie Montoyo said as early as mid-season, uh, mid-spring training, I think this is the year for, for Vlad. And that's pretty incredible considering he's only 22 years old. Um, but you forget that sometimes because he's Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, but you're certainly starting to see um, him swing a hot bat. And that, I mean, really can only be good for the Blue Jays. Mm. Do you, do you think that he's 
so far the breakout player of this season. I know, again, short sample size of everything, but just based on what he's done is, you know, is he kind of the, the de facto choice for that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, for me, Vlad is the X factor of this season. Like if the Blue Jays want to, if the Blue Jays want to get back to the playoffs, if they want to contend in the way that they say that they do, um, which I mean, this team doesn't lack for confidence, that's for sure. And they also don't lack for big goals. And that's, that's certainly something that they've made clear that they want to do. They, I think that definitely Vlad is the guy that will be part of making or breaking them reaching their, their goals. So now talking about this series in itself. So this is the first time that the Rays and the Jays are playing each other. What are you expecting about this series? Because obviously it seems like the two teams match up against each other really well. And we saw that last season. Yeah. I mean, I think that the, the Blue Jays in a lot of ways, their organization would love to play like the Rays. I think that Charlie Montoyo has brought a lot of sort of similar um ideas and philosophies for the Blue Jays and I wouldn't say that they mimic the Blue Jays or the Rays necessarily but I certainly think that they've taken some you know leaves out of their playbook and and so I think that that makes for really interesting like smart baseball which I think is really fun that's what I'm sort of expecting from this series this weekend is is kind of a chess game and I think that you know you get a lot of really exciting um, like arms this weekend. I mean, I'm not exactly sure who's pitching for the Rays past tomorrow, but uh, past Friday, first, but um, yeah. Oh, yeah. like with Ryu and I mean, with, with Matt on Friday and Glasnow and, and then, you know, Ryu and Ray, you're going to get the best from the Blue Jays. So I think it's going to be a question of um, how, how deep can those arms go? They're leading um, the league in, in ERA right now. So I think that that's pretty going to be pretty interesting because I think that that was a big question mark for the Blue Jays, even going back to last fall was how was the arms going to match up, right? And and in the Rays pitchers managed to really like just ice out the, the Jays batters. And so I think that's also going to be an interesting part of this narrative. The, the Jays players, particularly the young guys, were really frustrated with themselves last year, um, the way that they performed in that wild card series. And I think they're going to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder for this series because they, they don't want to be kind of completely frozen out the way that they were uh, last fall. So you, ex- uh, uh, are you expecting more of an offensive explosion from this Jays offense? Something that I, I don't think a lot of people have seen so far this season. See, that's the thing that's going to be really difficult because the Jays haven't really been hitting all that well to date. Right. So, um, is this the best time for the Jays to be trying to like mount that offense against the Rays? Like not necessarily. It, I think it really will depend on who who comes back. But at the same time, I mean, you're talking about Teoscar Hernandez. Is he going to come back? Like, we're not sure. He has to go through testing again tomorrow to just be at the facility. Um, so that, that will be a question mark. And then how, I mean, he certainly did at some point have COVID symptoms uh, when he was diagnosed with COVID, after he was diagnosed with COVID. So um, like, what is what is he feeling? You know, is he ready to play a major league baseball game? I mean, some people get diagnosed with COVID and they're not even ready to walk up a flight of stairs. So we'll see, you know, what, what is the possibility for him? And then same with George Springer. I mean, I don't think the Blue Jays are going to rush him. So I think that it's going to be really interesting, the personnel that is available for the Blue Jays. And I think that there could potentially be that offensive explosion, because I think that a lot of people are waiting for the Blue Jays to have um have that breakout um but i think it's it's they're gonna be tough to do it against the rays 
yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see how um, their lineup does against Glass now because I feel like you got like a lot of really, really. Um, I mean, Vlad's still hot as ever. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm interested. I think he's probably the hottest hitter Tyler is would probably have to face this season so far. So I'm excited to see um the lineup because I'm certain they want to get at back at the Rays for last. Oh, hundred percent. They definitely want to get back at the Rays. It's also like super interesting. Um, I think to just like think about the division right now, like you wouldn't necessarily have like maybe if you'd penciled in at the beginning of the year and said, what's the standings going to be like on April the 23rd when the Jays arrive at the Rays, you wouldn't necessarily have said that they were going to be in the bottom two. You wouldn't have said that the Yankees were going to be at the bottom. Like this whole division has been wild to date and it's, it's going to be eventually you think, oh, is it going to even out? Is it going to become um, something that the Jays, like, is it, is, are you going to get back to that competition between the Yankees, the Rays and, and the Jays or, or what's, how are the Red Sox going to factor in? The one thing that the Jays do have going for them so far is that they didn't struggle necessarily against the Yankees. Like they played well against the Yankees. They've had, you know, series wins against the Yankees. It's, it's elsewhere that they've had their issues. Um, now, I mean, the Yankees certainly haven't been the Yankees recently. So that's, you got to take that with a big grain of salt at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to compare them to like when uh, the Space Jam aliens stole all the powers <laughs> from like all the NBA athletes. It's kind of what happened to the Yankees, I, I think. But, you know, it's they're playing baseball right now. Well, they're playing something. Yeah. <laughs> playing something. It, so, yeah, no, it's been the Yankees have been not a good baseball team to watch. But, you know, in, in the perspective of a race fan, though, I'm excited to see how our bullpen kind of bounces back after a rough outing against in Kansas city. I mean, we, the bullpen looked horrible. Laura, I don't know if you saw last night's game, but it was brutal. I didn't see last night's game, but I mean, the Jays had some rough, uh, some rough stuff against, I mean, Texas, I think it was where I kind of thought to myself, like what's going on here. There's been some like rough stuff going on. And then KC too. It was like, there were moments where you're like, what's happening here. So I don't know. Rangers are just yeah, dominating. Was, ALEs. Was three out of four against the Rangers. So yeah. <laughs> The Rangers were not a fun team to play. Uh, I think the last thing that I have is, so, you know, we're we're getting to see the first three games of the series this season. Yeah. Laura, what are you expecting in terms of, you know, the entire season series? What do you think is going to happen between um, these two teams throughout 2021? I think it's going to be like a chess match. Like, and I think that that's what I like most about these two teams. And I think that um, there's a lot of respect for the Rays in um, – in Toronto and, and within the organization as well. Uh, I think that, I mean, Jays fans hate playing at the trap. Like they hate, they hate going there. The record is terrible and they, they like hate playing the Rays. And I think that I don't, I don't think that the Rays got enough respect this off season, to be quite honest. I think that, you know, there was a lot of conversations about the Yankees running away with the running away with the, the division and then maybe the Jays leapfrogging the Rays. And I think that this is going to be maybe before it would have been built the battle for second in the division. Um, maybe it's not, you know, like who knows what, what these other teams are going to do because we're, we've started off a little bit differently, but I still think it's going to be battle for one of those top places in the division. And I think that the Jays would, never go into the Rays series not respecting them and not knowing that they have to give their A game. And that's what makes, I think, these games going to be some of the best of the year. I, I certainly hope so. Do you guys have anything else? 
I'm just excited to play the Blue Jays. You know, they were the they were the number one. They're they they had the most um, wins in a series against us last season. So yeah, it was it was very it was very competitive always with the, with the Jays. So and I, I I didn't want to play them in the playoffs. I mean, we said it on this podcast so many times. We did not want to play the Blue Jays in the playoffs. Yeah, I was scared. I didn't out. think we were. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to sweep the Jays. Yeah, to be we, honest. It, yeah, we talked maybe more about the Blue Jays last year than about the Rays. We gave the Blue Jays a lot of credit last year. Yeah. And and the Marlins, too. Yeah, the Marlins. The Marlins but... <laughs> I feel like the one thing that you, like, everybody can kind of agree on about the Blue Jays is that they're a fun team to watch. And, like, they are particularly now, as, you know, you guys being Rays fans, like, they're a fun team to watch where they they probably still are on the cusp of being like a contender right they're not necessarily there just yet I mean if everything works out this season then you know they could maybe make a little bit of a run in the postseason but really I think people are mostly expecting them to be like around a 500 maybe a little bit more team like on the bubble of the playoffs and so like that's kind of fun for you because they're not like yet like you guys could still take take them right but it's it's going to be really interesting to see like how this division shapes up in the next few years like i think this is actually going to be the start of a lot of great or maybe last year was the start of a lot of great battles between the rays and the jays going forward yeah definitely. hungry teams in al east yeah. this is this is true and the blue jays can say that they are the best mlb team in canada so they do have that distinction for the rest of time until god knows what happens in 2028 because mm, don't want it to happen they might they might argue right now that they're the best team in tampa if you ask them they might you never know those are those are fight words oh, for sure <laughs> but uh, laura laura before we let you go where can people find your uh your work on social media uh yeah you can find me on twitter at, at laura army all right perfect well Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to uh, talk to us about, you know, the Blue Jays so far, uh, what to expect out of this series and, you know, hopefully a very, very fun season series uh, that that will be coming up in 2021. And if and feel free to come back on the podcast whenever you want. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. Th- thank you so much again. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank no problem, you guys. I hope you have fun. All right. So thanks again to Laura for coming on. Like she said, make sure to follow her on social media. She does some fantastic stuff. Well, with this series, uh, what are we expecting? What you know? What are the keys to this series for the Rays? What I said last year: uh, keep this, keep this team in the ballpark. I'm telling you, every time anybody in this lineup steps up to the plate, um, it they, anybody has the potential to hit a home run. I mean, this lineup is very, very power, power, it's heavy, power, it's a heavy lineup. It, it, Three arguably, outcomes baseball. Yeah, <laughs> arguably more powerful than the Yankees lineup and i think that's, that's, that's saying rays, something i think that's where the rays do so well against the Yankees because we are able to keep them in the ballpark um so keep them in the ballpark and limit the walks because like i always say they're, they're gonna hit home runs but limit limit the home runs the solo home runs don't let them get a free base runner uh, then make that into a two-run home run etc like if you can keep them in the ballpark especially with glass now on the mound tomorrow um yeah, please because, don't 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 let Glass don't get his first home run of the season hit off yeah. him yet. God, it's, it, it does. It does think that we have to play their best three pitchers, but that's going to happen. Um, hey, that's a welcome challenge. Yeah, it is. Hey, we we like we we're always against the challenge. So we love a good challenge always. It's all. It's good getting Glass now out. Good a good start to the series. Hopefully, get a win tomorrow night. 
especially after a day off. We don't have, we've only had, we only have one day off in like a month and a half, I think. Um, that's a, that's not a lot. Yeah. It's not a lot at all, especially how thin our bullpen is already, but yeah, just get off to a good start tomorrow. And then hopefully, hopefully the starting pitchers can go deep in their game, the games to avoid having the bullpen come in. Yeah, for sure. Gibby, how are you feeling? Yeah, I just I'm just hoping the starters can stretch. I'm really hoping Tyler can get at least to, maybe to to the sixth inning. I'm hoping seventh. I'm hoping seventh. But you know, facing those guys three times through, Vlad Guerrero three times through right now, it's difficult. That's difficult. Yeah. And I mean, the Blue Jays bats are kind of cold right now, but they could wake up this this series i mean and and it's motivating to them first time playing playing the rays i mean i think i think they're 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 out with uh they got some momentum with them too i mean the rays always play with that kind of pizzazz and i like that about the blue jays too they always play with that um that team camaraderie try to try to always eke out a win so they're gonna fight and the rays are gonna fight so it's gonna be a total dog fight this whole series and i'm excited I am a hundred percent with both of you on that. I think it's going to be an exciting I hope series. We can get two games out of this series. That would be great if they could. If the, I mean, that's always the goal is to win the is to win the series, not to sweep the series. As long as you get a series win, that's the biggest thing going into the. You know, as the season progresses, that's the biggest of course, thing. Of course. And it's going to be tough, obviously, with the starters that the Blue Jays are throwing out. Like like Laura talked about earlier, this offense that's been dormant but could wake up at any time and both Bo and Vlad have looked really, really good so far. Obviously I, I completely forgot about the fact that, that Bo was really good before, you know, I, I think it was injury that, that sidelined him for the rest of the 2020 season uh, because he was tearing it up at the start of the season and he's tearing it up at the start of this season. So hopefully he can stay healthy, you know, for baseball sake, he can stay healthy, but watching, wa- watching Vlad and Bo tear it up right now, that's extremely scary but it's only two guys. Like if the Blue Jays, if everyone turns it up, then that is an extremely scary lineup. But you know, the goal is to take this is is to take this series two out of three, hopefully. And mm-hmm. I think that the Rays have it. I think the Rays can do it. It's just they need to put all the pieces together, like they've been trying to do for the rest of this season so far. And I mean, coming off a five and one road trip, that's a big thing. So I'm hoping I'm hoping for the best when it comes to that. But I think. I think that basically wraps it up for this episode, this newest episode of Raise the Roof. Again, thanks so much to Laura Armstrong for coming on. Make sure to follow her on social media. Make sure to follow her work at the Toronto Star. She's doing some fantastic stuff. And hopefully baseball will will return to Canada soon and she'll be able to go attend some baseball games at Rogers Centre. Uh, but if you guys aren't following us, aren't, aren't, aren't following what we're doing, like I said at the top of the episode, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch at Raise the Roof TV. Make hey, sure Blue Jays fans follow us. Yes, Blue Jays, yeah. everyone, baseball you that, fans. You need follow that Rays news. You need to be spying on them at all times. Exactly. You have the, the, the hookup on what the Rays are doing. Exactly. Gibby knows what's good. Uh, our YouTube channel, Raise the Roof, and um, and our website, RaiseTheRoofTB.com. Uh, if you guys have any comments, questions, questions, concerns, anything like that about what we're doing here on the podcast, what we're doing at the Raise the Roof Network, make sure to email us at raisetheroofTB at gmail.com. We'll make sure to get back to your, um, to your emails as soon as possible. And for this podcast, like I said, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff, we're basically wherever podcasts are found except for iHeartRadio. So you <laughs> know, it's always iHeartRadio. It's the killer. 
but make sure to subscribe, make sure to share, make sure to leave us a review, all that good stuff. So from all of us, stay safe, stay healthy, please wear a mask and raise up. Raise up, up, baby. baby.